1 Peter, verses 17 through 21. It's going to be great. So, Simon says. So, a little recap. 1 Peter is a letter from Peter to Christians in the early church who were dealing with persecution. You see, Peter talks about hope for Christians in the midst of the persecution that they're facing and how they need to conduct themselves in this midst of persecution, okay? So, I'm gonna read you guys 1 Peter 1.17 real quick. We're gonna go through it. So, starting in verse 17, it says, and if you call on him as father, who judges impartially according to each one's deeds, conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile. So I believe that part of the title there, it says conduct yourselves with fear. And if you're like me, you know, who's reading that verse, I just thought to myself, like God, like, what do you mean conduct yourself with fear, right? So I feel like in the Bible, the verse is telling us to, right, fear, not handwriting contrast, but it's all right. So, okay. All right. Fear not. Okay. The Bible tells us to fear not, right? This verse is telling us to fear not. Like, God, like, what do you mean for my Spanish-speaking people? Okay, right? What does that mean? What are you trying to tell us here? He's telling us to conduct yourselves with fear. That's confusing, right? But you got to understand the fear of God doesn't necessarily mean to be afraid of God. doesn't necessarily, necessarily mean to be scared of God. It means to have a respect in awe of him and who he is and what he's done. I'm setting up for you. The fear of God means to have respect in awe of him and what he's done and who he is. Okay? You understand when you look in the world today, the world lacks fear of God. Right? The world constantly mocks God. You can turn it on TV and see different things talking about, oh, God is this, and taking Jesus, right, and making him to be out, making him out to be some other God who he really is. The world is always mocking him. And most importantly, the world is always persecuting his people. You know, you go to overseas, you go to other countries, Christians are being put to death for what they believe in. They're putting, being put to death for serving God. But you got to understand that these people, they don't just necessarily hate you, they hate God. So don't take that first. So I'm going to read you Proverbs 8.13. It says, the fear of the Lord is hatred of people. Pride and arrogance and the way of people are perverted speech I hate. Ecclesiastes 12.13 says the end of the matter all has been heard fear god and keep his commandments for this is the whole duty of man okay so like i said the world lacks fear of god but you got to understand to know god is to fear him so in summary the fear of god is a holy carefulness that is rooted in the respectfulness and love that you have for him. This just is a, a deeper layer. I'm gonna say it again. The fear of God is a holy carefulness that is rooted in the respectfulness 
and love that you have for him. So today I'm going to give you three reasons as to why we need to respect God today. So, first reason we need to fear God. He gave us citizenship in heaven. Okay, let's, let's, let's break that down. Let's break that down a little bit. So, verse early, verse 17 earlier, like we talked about, it says, conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile. And as I read this, I got caught up in this word exile, right? Exile. Okay, when I read something, like, okay, God, exile, like, God, like, I'm from here. I'm from earth, right? This is where. This is where I'm from. Okay? I'm from Earth. I'm from here, God. Like, when you, you're calling me an exile, but I don't necessarily understand what you're trying to say here. Exile. But you got to understand that as Christians, we are representatives of God, but exiles to the culture of the world, right? That I talked about earlier, the world hates God. They hate Jesus. They mock him. They disrespect him. But check this out. It says, if the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you are of the world, the world will love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I choose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. And I feel like oftentimes we get in the world as believers and we conduct ourselves one of two ways, right? The first way is we put ourselves in a bubble. We're like, we love Jesus. We're going to stay over here in this bubble. This is the, okay, this is the Jesus bubble. This is us. Make sure I spell bubble right. This is us. We get in this Jesus bubble right here. Safe from the world. The safe from the world. We're staying away from the world. We're staying in our own bubble. That way we can stay pure away from the evil and sin and hatred in the world. That's one way. But I feel like we sometimes also get in this other space where we get of the world. Right? We get of the world. Sorry, I'm having too much fun with this. We get, we get of the world. And then people can't distinguish between us and Christians. We're doing the same thing that unbelievers do. We're doing the same things they do. So it's like, oh, Hunter's just like us. He doesn't do anything different from us. He talks the way we talk. He treats us the way everyone else treats. He uses a certain language that's rude and crude and cusses up a storm just like we do. So there's really no difference between us as Christians and unbelievers in the world. And that's what the world wants. The world wants you to get this way. The world wants you to be like them. So when you hate Jesus or when you hate the culture, the world or the culture hates you. Because you don't want to do the things they do. And then since the culture hates you, you develop this fear of culture. You develop this fear of the world. You develop this fear of man. But you have to understand the fear of God 
overrules the fear of man. Because at the end of the day, when you have a fear of God, you have a fear of someone who is everlasting. You have a fear of someone who is eternal. When you fear the world, you fear something that isn't going to be here forever. You fear something that is perishable and is going to fade away. That leads me to my next point. We need to fear God because he gives us true wisdom. I read you guys Proverbs 1 7. It says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So I'm going to underline this word right here. The fear of the Lord is the one. Beginning. Say it with me, y'all. Beginning. Beginning. Say it one more time. Beginning. Beginning. Now everybody. Beginning. Beginning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning, okay? It doesn't say the fear of the Lord is the middle, right? It doesn't say that, right? It doesn't say the fear of the Lord is the last, right? It says the fear of the Lord is the beginning, right? Beginning. <laughs> Okay? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. See, you understand that true wisdom comes when you understand who God is. You're probably hunting, like, break that down, please. I don't understand what you're saying. Okay. So Deuteronomy 10, 12 says, And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? But to fear the Lord your God to walk in all his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. So understand that knowledge is out of place when the fear of God is in first. Say that again for you. Knowledge is out of place when the fear of God is in first. You see, like I said earlier, let's go back to Proverbs. So, the fear of the Lord is the beginning, right? Now, when you put the fear of the Lord in the beginning, and not the middle, and not the last, when you receive knowledge and wisdom from the world, you, have to, you get to filter it through the first thing. I don't know if you guys see, like, a filter, but when you put stuff through a filter, it catches all the dirt, right? I know I was cooking rice the other day, or... My girlfriend was cooking rice the other day, and I was spectating because, you know, I can't cook. So, I can't cook. My girlfriend was pouring the rice, and she was pouring the water through the rice. Oh, yes, into the filter. The filter caught the rice. You see, yeah, the filter, the filter caught it. The filter caught the rice. You ever Oh, strainers. Strainers. Yeah, I told you I don't cook. I, I don't cook. I told you. So the strainer, my girlfriend's back, sorry. So the strainer caught the rice. The strainer caught the rice, okay? And that's what the fear of God does for us. You know, we receive all these words of wisdom and knowledge, right, from the world and from the culture. But when you pour it through the fear of God, and that's the first thing it goes through, all the bad stuff, all the wrong stuff, all the sinful stuff catches all the, it's 
being caught by the strength, which is the fear of God. That way you only have the good stuff. You only have the true wisdom. And like I said again, knowledge is out of place when the fear of God isn't first. The last thing I want you to understand, when you have that true wisdom, you understand that we need the fear of God because he redeems us. You see, Adam and Eve, first humans in the world, came into this world and they were tempted and they brought sin into the world. And that sin separated us from God. So we needed redemption. We needed to be redeemed. And so understand, I'm gonna read you guys these verses 18 to 21, it says, knowing that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. He was foreknown because the foundation of the world but was made manifest in the last times for the sake of you, who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead, and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. Understand that we were redeemed, but we weren't redeemed with just anything. We weren't redeemed with perishables, right? We were redeemed with things like silver and gold that are going to fade away and aren't going to be here forever. We were redeemed with the precious blood of Christ. And that's just not anything. So I feel like sometimes we forget the weight of that. God loved us so much that he sent his one and only son to die for us. And I don't know how you guys feel, but that's love. That's real, true love. And as Christians, we have been redeemed. And because of this, we not only need to be grateful, but have respect, awe, and fear of God. So I just want to challenge you guys today. Like I said earlier, we live in a world that disrespects God. We live in a world that mocks God. We live in a world that persecutes Christians. And in 1 Peter, Peter is writing to those people. Those people are being persecuted for what they believe. But even in that, they still understood that God gave you citizenship, citizenship in heaven. They still understood that God gave them true wisdom. They still understood that he redeemed them. 
So I challenge you guys to live like that today. Live like you know those things. Act like you know those things. Talk like you know those things. And treat others like you know those things as well. And live with respect, awe, and ultimately, a fear of God.